Hey folks, Nate here. You're listening to Critical Care, a show about games, community, and finding hope during a global pandemic. This is episode 11, featuring indie game developer Jay Solon, known for Dropsy and last year's Hypnospace Outlaw. Enjoy. Uh, for people who maybe aren't familiar with you, if you could uh, just introduce yourself and also uh, let me know what pronouns you use so I can get those right. Okay, uh, he, him, and my name is Jay Tholen, and I'm a, I guess you would say indie game developer, though, you know, both of my games, commercial games have been published, so, but uh, generally, you know, I make the creative choices, so I guess indie game developer, you would say, still, I don't know. Yeah, I think been that, doing think, that. Think, think, Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I think that still counts, definitely. Good. <laughs> But I've been doing it as a as a thing, you know, uh, a sustainable thing, I guess, since just this last game, pretty much for so since 2016. Uh, uh, but uh, I've been, you know, messing with games, making games since I was like 10 years old or 11, 11 years old. Before jumping into uh, any questions about your work, um, I just wanted to uh, check in and see how you were uh, just kind of doing personally, um, and uh, I guess also what like the scene is like where you are, because I know it's it's different everywhere right now. Uh, if that's if you're comfortable with that, of course. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, I'm doing not so different than before this whole thing started um you know i'm i've always been a person who stays inside most of the time um when when i grew up you know uh, since i was i don't know in high school my dad moved out to the country and uh i pretty much lived with him um working you know telemarketing jobs and stuff like that i kind of dropped out of high school so all i would do is you know i lived in a in a podunk county where no one nothing was happening so there wasn't anything to do so i just come home and do my hobbies and stuff and then go back to work for you know until my late 20s so so and then and then you know jumping from that kind of thing into doing it as a as a job doing game development as a job means that i'm still kind of just hanging out at home all day recently we got a doggy like a year ago so that gets me walking outside a little bit but um yeah it's not too different um uh for for us for me personally my wife is a uh physician um, but she's a psychiatrist. She works at a hospital here. They're not sure what's going to happen. Maybe because a lot of the psychiatry patients went home, uh, you know, because they, they would just, you know, like to not be in a place with lots of other people, I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. so, so they're thinking maybe they'll convert it to a normal, you know, if they need to a normal hospital wing 
or you know temporarily or they may just end up sending all the psychiatry people you know physicians and doctors and nurses uh home i'm not really sure about that yet but in general for now thing things haven't changed so much i am quite worried about my family back home um thankfully they're all you know they've bought in to how it is you know that they're not believing any kind of weird stuff about it mm-hmm. you know and and defying orders or something which to be honest i was a little worried about that that they would uh that they would you know you know pick up some conspiracy theory stuff but they're doing good on that front um it's just you know you know complications with my parents that i you know i hope uh you know i hope they they don't don't catch it basically so other than than that sort of increased a little bit of increased anxiety because of that uh things aren't so different here well that's that's good to hear i hope your your wife is still able to uh offer care to people who need it because i'm sure definitely people need uh psychological care now just as much as physical in a lot of cases um is your for sure yeah is your family uh in germany as well no i so i grew up in florida um and they're all back in florida and i i moved to germany uh after marrying uh katie um and so her family is all here she's german and my family is uh all in all around but my my immediate family's all in florida still so hmm. yeah the the case in the u.s is definitely pretty tumultuous right now i'm i'm in the u.s as well and i'm in a similar boat of of trying to and hoping that my my family will will take things seriously um because it's there's so much disinformation going around right now and there's not a lot of uh i guess official wordage as to to what people should be doing so i hope i hope they stay well um yeah where are you uh where are you from uh i'm in tennessee um also in in tennessee yeah in a pretty rural area so it hasn't it hasn't 100 percent really set in here the same way it might in a more uh, metropolitan area uh, Mm because we're kind of spaced out a lot but um we have seen started to see quite a few cases even during that so i'm really wow. trying to impress upon my family like they should they should be staying home and not uh going to mow people's lawns and do whatever <laughs> other whatever other stuff they uh they tend to get up to during the week um they always have some projects going so i guess to uh, to dive into to some of your work uh the the big one that jumps out to me is definitely dropsy uh it's the one that i i played most and and really uh left a big impression on me um it's probably one of the my my favorite games at this point if i was to go down a list um and just list them just because it was very uh, impactful to me when i played it uh, a couple years ago oh, thank you yeah um yeah it's, it's a very very remarkable game and i and i and i hope uh more people play it i i, I don't know how how uh widely played it was um but i'm always very happy to introduce new people to it. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, um, despite how much I, I ended up adoring the game, I, 
I will admit that my first impression of it was was a little uh, uneasy, um, just because of the whole uh, clown aesthetic, and there's some uh, pretty kind of psychedelic scenes in the trailer, especially. Um, so I wasn't uh, immediately drawn to it the way that I ended up being. I'm I'm very curious um, about specifically how how you balance creating a character like Dropsy who is a clown when clowns are in a very weird spot of being generally um, a little uh, creepy to a lot of people. And I'm also just curious in general where the uh, the concept came from and how to, it sort of developed over time. That's a good question. So there's a few parts to it. Um, Dropsy originally, the, the, the design for the character was a, was a boss sprite I, I made back in 2004 for a zombie platformer you were a dude sort of some rednecky guy with a chainsaw and dropsy was going to be a boss for a circus level let's see what was i 16 at the or 17 16 at the time i guess <laughs> and um as usual when i try to make games all by myself i ran into some bug that i didn't know how to fix because i'm not a coder really and um i i abandoned that but the sprite um i really liked still and i thought it was in some way endearing and um so i took the sprite and i made an ms paint game adventure game i guess forum on a message board a forum game and so i'd make a panel it was it was called dropsy the clown then and he was mostly a blank slate at the time. I knew not much about him other than I set up a little premise where he was getting fired from a circus. And I I already knew that he didn't, he just spoke in sort of mum, a mumble language or something. So, and that was in 2008. So I was uh, 21 at the time. And, um, you know, um, back then I was... I don't know. It was it was a little more cynical back then, um, too, because, you know, people, you know, you see a clown that looks like that, and immediately everyone wants you to do questionable things to the other characters in the world. Hmm. And um, uh, I didn't oblige, generally. Um, if Dropsy did anything bad it was on accident in that but there are a lot of people requesting bad things huh. um so so basically they'd post replies saying go left or look in the dumpster or you know hug that person and then i would draw the next panel you know it was just something like that and um but uh that was a uh that was on something awful which is i don't know if you're familiar but it's like yeah a, yeah yeah it's like a comedy you know, one of the early snark, edgy humor places on the internet. And um, after that, people, you know, I mentioned earlier, but I was working some pretty crappy jobs at the time, and I didn't really have a future as far as I could tell. Um, and my dad was charging me lower rent than normal, but he was, he needed me, he needed my help too, you know, to, to pay his rent. So, you know, I I saw, I was like, hey, this got semi-popular. There were even a few little blog posts and, like, little news articles about the, the thread because it got somewhat popular, um, the, the little forum game. 
and and I was like, hey, maybe I could make a real game out of this. Um, and there were a few requests, you know. And so I ran a Kickstarter in 2011, kind of beat the Kickstarter wave there. <laughs> um, really small Kickstarter just to get some software, though, for like 200 bucks. Um, and uh, that's how, how it started. And then from 2011 up until 2013 when I ran the second Kickstarter, which was the real one where I need where I, I acknowledged my need for a help for a programmer to help me. Uh, then then through then and then 2015 when it was finished, um, I changed a lot as a person from 2011 to 2015 and I would say matured a little bit and um, and also so did, dropsy conceptually because you know before it was kind of a a bit one note you got this creepy clown and he's hugging people and uh then well well i got i got quite involved in uh christianity um and sort of assessing like you know i was raised christian and i was sort of assessing like hmm do i still believe this and if so you know, I, I think most people go through the, some phase like this. And then if so, you know, what does it mean to my life? Like, is it going to, does it change anything and how mm -hmm. I live and treat others and stuff like that? And, you know, that was also the beginning of me sort of splitting from the sort of conservative evangelical roots of my my faith though i i don't like to say that yucky but but you know that uh that was me splitting off of off of that a little bit and just considering hmm, what does this actually look like to practice you know the example of jesus and the and stuff like that so so that that became quite important to me and i felt like if i'm going to spend all this time on this project and i was hoping that this project would sort of be the thing to get me out of this cycle of, you know, living with my dad and having broken down cars and all that, you know. Um, if I'm going to spend all this time on this, then it had better leave people better for having played it, you know. Like, I don't want to make something, spend all this time on something that will cause, you know, people to... You know, you could look at Dropsy and see him as developmentally uh, disabled or challenged, you know. Um, it's a, it's a very easy to read that into him. And that was one of the things I started um, that was weighing on me, you know. Because if I'm going to make this game in this bumbling, you know, uh, dude who has communication issues that you're playing. Like, like if, if the whole game is like a joke about this character being creepy and no one wants and then you forcing your hugs on people when they don't want it that's just not something i could be at peace with like putting into the world you know mm -hmm. so 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 from that old forum thread to the final release he he sort of matured into um uh well back when it came out they were calling it, it an empathy game or the genre empathy games but you the, the point in Dropsy is, um, you know, you are this sort of, to most people, scary-looking clown um, who can't 
quite understand what folks are saying in the game. This is represented with icons, you know, there's no text and you're, you just have to decipher these icons to figure out what people are talking about. And, um, you go and try to earn the trust of people who maybe initially are scared of you or hate you or, uh, and so you can go through and I think every person in the game, except for one, maybe you can, you can sort of change their mind about you by, by subverting their expectations. You know, they think you're a monster and then they learn that you're not. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, that's that's how it started and developed, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. So so much of that, is, I I love that it started out as a a boss sprite. So it, it did conceptually begin as as like an enemy, and then through all of that evolved. And yeah, I I, I have seen uh, sort of that read of of Dropsy as as uh, developmentally challenged and. Uh, it is really a, 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 a very tight uh, walk you have to make to to get that to come across as not um, sort of demeaning or, or damaging. And I, and I think the, the game succeeds, which is, it is a very uh, remarkable. I know um, I, had, I had heard uh, from other people about uh, it being kind of... Uh, professing a lot of of your sort of developing christian beliefs and being a very christian game despite not being overtly uh like theological it doesn't like dropsy there's a church in the game but dropsy's not like going to to church like practicing <laughs> yeah. or anything it's 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 just kind of another character um but it does it does have a lot of of uh sort of more abstractly uh, christian uh, beliefs of just like uh, unquestioned empathy and love for everyone and uh, not just taking people as what they used to be or what they appear to be uh, which is one of the things that I found uh, really remarkable about it I remember playing it and reflecting sort of on my own I was also raised a Christian um, but don't practice anymore but I was reflecting a lot playing it on my own experience growing up Christian and sort of the way that uh, I was taught was much more like fundamental is much more fire and damnation and uh, really driven more on fear than on love. And I, uh, right. and, and playing Dropsy, it was just kind of seeing, uh, having that experience of Christianity and then playing this other game with uh, even just the knowledge that it was kind of, um, created by a, a explicitly uh, Christian developer and kind of trying to communicate those ideas um, even to a secular audience. It, it really made me reflect on a lot of uh, those experiences that have kind of a, a just a really uh, profound experience coming through that and how it, uh, I, I didn't expect it to affect me that much. I just had heard it was a, a charming adventure game Um really found myself pretty moved by the end of it so it is very interesting hearing how much that changed and how much it was as much the game developing as it was kind of you changing and developing along with it and how that ended up in the game that's that's very uh that's very remarkable and i don't i don't know how often that happens yeah thanks yeah i think with any anything 
that I would have been working on at the time that would have happened with it, you know, like, but Dropsy in particular, there was so, so much opportunity for it to go, uh, (laughs) to become a bad, uh, a bad thing, uh, a force for, uh, pushing people towards, uh, all kinds of things that are, that are maybe negative. Um, so, so, you know, I, it, it was something that, that, um, <laughs> it's something that like for as to me when I see the game I see it as as a happy game but a lot of the development was I was anxious or you know nervous about the thing you know uh, up until maybe the very end uh when it when it started coming together but you know um you know just worried about you know cause I do have some also have some relatives who are on the spectrum um and in some ways dropsy might share mannerisms with them which would be unintentional you know it's unintentional but um that was also a, a concern like um but um in retrospect i am i'm pretty happy about it and i do think it 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 says what i wanted to say you know through it um what's interesting is today i for the first time in a few weeks i started working again on dropsy we are uh working on a a switch port and i just and we're gonna add some new areas and so today it's interesting because um i before today i really hadn't been thinking a whole lot about dropsy um and then for eight hours pretty much today i was working on a background so it's 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 good to to return (laughs) yeah that's very exciting um sorry if you hear cat noises in the background she's begging for my attention um (laughs) oh uh yeah that's really interesting i i I didn't know it was coming to switch uh that's very exciting i i will i will i'm excited to, to pick that up and replay it and see what new areas you've you've added uh but that that is interesting timing um that it would would all come about right as now i'd love to keep talking about dropsy forever uh, but i did want to touch on uh your other uh big game um hypnospace outlaw that came out last year i want to say if i'm not mistaken uh, march yeah uh so this this game uh is pretty pretty different from from dropsy at least kind of uh I guess conceptually, yeah, even if it shares a bit of its sort of humor and sensibilities uh, about kind of trawling through uh, web pages uh, from like an alternate uh, '90s internet, um, and I was very very interested in uh, we we kind of are seeing more of this like old internet nostalgia, um, I guess as we move past the '80s into the '90s as, as far as like the nostalgia train goes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this game kind of uh, feels very much, uh, if not like directly informed like that, at least like uh, lends itself to to people who are uh, very familiar with with that area of the internet um, and and wanting to enjoy it in a in a comic way. I'm I'm uh, curious if if in developing this game, uh, if it changed kind of what how you you think of the internet and kind of how we all sort of collectively at least 
uh, I do and, and sort of people that I know, we kind of look back at, at how the internet was as kind of a more innocent time of when people were just sharing silly things on forums and nobody had really, there weren't these giant corporations tracking everyone. It was kind of just uh, like a lighter place, even if that, mm-hmm. that wasn't 100% the truth. Um, I think that's how a lot of people remember it. And uh, as this game kind of is this, in a in a timeline where maybe that that era of the internet just continued to to go on i'm curious if if making it changed uh anything about how you think about the internet today versus how we remember it then um and i guess also what you think about that idea of the internet being uh innocent uh before um, we entered this area of of surveillance and just lots of bad stuff uh, to put it not so eloquently right yeah no I, that's that's a good description i think but um hmm it, i think it did uh at least research the research i did for the game changed my thoughts about the old web or the old internet quite a bit um uh i think it was more innocent um just probably just by virtue of being a new technology and so the big corporations and powers that be weren't quite sure what the heck to do with it yet you know and so they their tendrils weren't all wrapped around it yet and people you know if you had a presence on there you just had a blank slate generally maybe you had a template page i don't know but there was nothing telling you uh, there was no homogenous like social media network or where you put in you know all of your data and then it's displayed to everyone in the same format you just put what you want there and uh it was less usable um you couldn't find the information you wanted most of the time maybe it didn't even exist on the internet yet um or uh, maybe it was just very hard to find because search engines were were quite unwieldy back then. Um, so it was certainly less useful. Not <laughs> oh hi, <laughs> uh, but yeah, not not as um, not as handy for finding the bits of info you want. But but uh, we definitely lost something maybe around you know two thousand five or six or. Uh, whenever social media really took off because people um, don't um, share any more of um, of themselves I guess you could say uh, not 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 so much not not compared to when that was all you could do you know mm-hmm. so what's what I really f- like going through the old GeoCities archives and even watching some of these old programs like Net Cafe and um, Computer Chronicles from around the late 90s. Yeah. Um, uh, if you ha- have you seen Net Cafe? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've seen that one specifically, but I used to mess around. Uh, we used to get computers from Goodwill and they would always come with whatever random software people had installed on there. And I used to. I don't remember what the program was called, but it it was basically like a very rudimentary 
uh, drag and drop web builder. I don't even know if it was drag and drop. It might have just been. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, and I used to just mess around and make web pages that we didn't even have the internet, so they couldn't go anywhere. But I would just make them and then have my uh, my family kind of navigate them. Um, so yeah. I'm, oh, that reminds me of us. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a um, bit familiar with it. It definitely inspired me uh, a lot to to kind of get into uh, design and writing and stuff. Uh, so is... in 1997, we got a our computer for the first time, and there were two years where we didn't have the internet either. And I, you know, I 97, how I was 10 years old, I guess, or 11, and I was making web pages by making big MS Paint documents and like <laughs> putting the text in the image. And then once we did get the internet, I had this whole website, you know, in quotes made like many pages of it and i thought there was some magic way i could just upload these bitmap files and then my website would work but unfortunately it did not work that way so oh my, my website was never my fake b bmp website was never put on the internet but, yeah which is funny um, is now that you probably could just upload those images and they would just somehow go together uh it, it's funny yeah there's ways there's ways <laughs> you could slice it uh yeah but um i really wish i had that uh it would be charming um to look at again absolutely but, um but yeah no i do i i i i do think you know uh it was generally more innocent um in some sense like people um people just shared what was interesting to them there wasn't this um con like now you know there's there's always new rules that come up every few years about like how to optimize your thing for sharing so you'll see some video clip or something and then you'll see the same video clip a few weeks later but with like a giant some giant text on the top of it so mm -hmm. it's more accessible that says like lol at 50 seconds i laughed at this and then you know uh you know when anyone puts something online now there it there's like this this um feeling of um not anyone but generally if you put something online there's this there's a there's there's a i think in most people's minds uh, some filtering like oh will anyone even want to watch or read or my stuff and you just go find someone else's stuff and then share that who did someone who did it better maybe or someone who um is more proficient at computer stuff um but um on all those geocities websites and personal websites you know people didn't didn't ask themselves is anyone else going to care about this about my recipes or about my i don't know <laughs> my cat like a, a shrine to my cat and then you know uh all about my cat or whatever and you know you know that wasn't a question you asked you just put it mm -hmm. up there and there were there wasn't um you know there there was a lot of um interesting things going around with metaphors for web pages like what were they um and so some old web design books uh for beginners would would use different metaphors like a web page is like a tv 
and the different channels are the different pages on your website or it's like a newspaper and so you would see on some of these pages you you would know that they must have read this book because they have all of their pages this is very early web but you mm -hmm. know oh these are my different channels or you know there's so there's all these metaphors for how you you know what is this thing you know um and it, it was it, you know with any new technology there's this there's this exciting time you know where where you know you're just not acclimated to there there aren't norms quite yet you know and so people are just doing whatever throwing their stuff up there and uh and just going back and and reading some of that like my game like the the fake pages in hypnospace some of those are 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 mild compared to some of the some of the stuff that you, that's actually that was actually on the internet like um yeah um at, at the same time there was you know there there was of course the 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 dot com era um the business side of things where you had all of these um sort of companies uh startups uh, like whiz kid garage computer genius kids who were getting money thrown at them by investors um because they wanted to be early you know to the web mm -hmm. um and they didn't have a lot of oversight um and you know uh that 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 sort of era where where these sort of um i would say mostly irresponsible people who are getting a lot of money um they kind of began to shape the way things would eventually become you know at that time and uh and um so so there was another side of it i suppose but um as far as what you can what people were putting online I, I do think that it was it was it was a better time or a healthier time rather um not not as useful though <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it it strikes me how how similar that feels to even with how how horribly the the dot-com era uh ended and sort of imploded exploded um how similar that is to kind of the current startup culture where everyone's kind of they don't they don't have the internet to sort of consolidate around but everyone is still trying to to throw money at what will be that next major innovation i'm i'm somewhat concerned and, and wondering if that's beginning to happen with podcasts now that that stuff like spotify or, um and and a lot of larger mm. sort of media companies are are realizing this is a new form or not even new form but a an, an emerging form now i guess uh that uh they they want to get in on it um thankfully it doesn't seem to have impacted it significantly yet but i i am somewhat concerned if it's, if it's heading that same direction uh because yeah I, I do agree that it the geocities era the old web um it wasn't very little of it was sort of uh, like capital driven. Like it wasn't there. A lot of times there weren't even mechanisms to make money off of these websites. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or to see how many people were tracking them. It was just, you put something out there. Maybe someone talks about it um, or leaves a comment. If that's the thing that they could do, maybe send you an email. Um, guest book. Yeah. Yeah. Guest books. I, gosh, I remember 
putting like guest books on on old like blogger sites and stuff and anytime someone would pop up it's like oh my gosh someone found my page how did that yes. happen yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. uh but yeah now that it's so everything's so visible and so polished and everybody is hyper aware that what they put out there might be seen or uh by like thousands of people and they can see specifically right. what does and doesn't perform it all becomes very uh you can't help but but try and try and sort of maximize that potential like i even even myself i've i found myself like i'll i'll look at like how many people have have come to read like an article i put out and even though i'm not really getting anything uh from that like i don't monetize the site or anything it still is hard not to be just like okay people want to read this kind of stuff so i should put out more of this and x y and z uh so yeah it is is that is one thing that that's interesting to think about is just like the the visibility of of how what other people were were watching and looking and just other people's work in general how much that that seems to have played a role in changing what people are actually making right um so we're we're running up on time here and i don't want to take your time forever um as I'm, I'm sure you're very busy um uh where where can people find your work uh and and or follow you and support you uh where are you on the internet so um i have jtholan.net or tolan i don't know how you pronounce that tolan probably um so i need to update that though so just go to twitter twitter.com slash j-a-y-t-h-o-l-e-n and that's where you'll find me most active on the internet i guess and of course just google hypnospace or dropsy is hip is hypnospace uh pc only uh for now <laughs> it's, okay. it's pc mac and linux uh, all right yeah, yeah, I didn't mean that accusatorily. I, was, I just want to make sure I get this right. And then you said Dropsy is uh, there's a switch port in the works. Yeah, yeah. Do for you have sure. Do you have uh, any idea when that when that might be coming out? No, but we're mostly done with it right now. It's down to me. I think I think the I think the rest of the team mostly finished their work, and I'm the slow person. So yeah. Oh uh, well. well. I, w- I will still very much uh, look out for that when that comes out. And I know deadlines are pretty fluid right now as, as everything's changing. Um, but it is exciting to know about that I did not know. Uh, so just cl- closing out, um, one thing I'm asking every guest to do is to share uh, just kind of one thing that they've uh, enjoyed recently, something that's brought them joy or uh, inspired them. This can be pretty much anything it can be a gift you saw or how nice the weather is today um but yeah i guess just kind of closing out on on something that that uh has brought you some personal happiness my my dog (laughs) uh also my wife but um i got that's obligatory i got it oh my god that's the worst oh no okay you gotta cut that anyways (laughs) but okay <laughs> okay, because I feel bad saying my dog first, yeah. But anyway, no, just top of mind, my dog. Um, what's your dog's cute. name? My dog's name is Tilly. She's real dumb. We did some little intelligence test things, just you know, 
homemade ones where you like put a cup, you put a treat on the floor, and then you put a transparent cup over it mm-hmm. and see if your dog can can get the treat. And she couldn't figure it out. It was very sad. Oh, She's no. pretty ba- decently sized too, so didn't even knock it over. Just kind of slid it around. <laughs> And then licked the floor where the treat was to get oh. the taste. Yeah, and then... <laughs> just the, the residue. Yeah, the residue. Consolidation fries. W- maybe that means she's smart. Maybe she was just making the treat last a really long time. Mm, Got to ration by... it in these in these dark days. <laughs> yeah, but but Tilly, she she's she's a cute little doggy, and uh, and uh, she makes me go walk outside some which i think is very good for me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's wonderful uh what what kind of breed of of dog is she she is a mushling just a mutt a uh uh we think she's from romania she's a more or less she's a rescue um and so you would say a European village dog is probably the closest thing to a breed that she has. Oh, that's delightful. I've, I've not heard <laughs> that term, but I, but I like it. It sounds very um, almost medieval. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this has been so much fun. I appreciate you coming on uh, despite the, the audio hurdles. Um, I'll let you go so your wife can watch Netflix again. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry to kick her off. She's listening to an audio book. It's cool. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for taking the time out. Uh, I'm very excited to see Dropsy on, on Switch, and uh, I hope everything with you and, and your family goes well. Oh, thank you, Nate. It's been really nice uh, talking to you, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you asking me to be on here. So. Absolutely. Alrighty, take care. Critical Care is produced by me, Nate Kunin, with music by Desired. You can find Desired on Bandcamp at desired.bandcamp.com. I'm on Twitter at Nate Kiernan, and you can keep up with everything critical-related at critical.com. If you like the show, maybe share it with a loved one, and if you're able, consider supporting the work of my wonderful guests. Until next time, stay safe, stay home, and remember, this is not game over. We're still fighting, and we're going to get through this.